sports fans, and welcome to the ninth episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam, and I know very little about football, so I'm joined, like always, with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes. G'day, boys. The Principal. Hello. And The Phantom. Can you really claim to know very little about football now that you are like eight episodes into a podcast? All right, fine. I know a little bit more. So experts, let's crack our beers and get into it. Last week was Mother's Day, and to the delusion of Channel 9 and the NRL, it seemed like there was nothing more that mum wanted to do than sit down and watch the Dragons versus the Bulldogs, Mm. which is ridiculous to me, but anyway. So my question to you is, did any of the mothers that you know watch the game? I didn't even watch the game myself. (laughs) I only watched one game this weekend, to be honest. I've been so switched off and removed from football just with work and everything going on. I watched one game. And that was it. And when? Yeah. And let's face it, no one wants to watch Bulldogs. I'm sure all the mums wanted to watch the Bulldogs game just for the press conference. Oh, that's it. Well, we know that yep. um, the mother yep. in your household did, that's for sure. All right, let's get into it. Round nine, Smokes, Rabbitohs versus Storm. Yeah, wow, the 50-point curse. Um, no team has ever won the Premiership if they have conceded 50 points in a match during the season. Uh, and that's what has happened to the Rabbitohs. My Premiership favourites um, got done by 50. Look, they had... They had about a third of their salary, a third or a quarter, of quite a lot of their salary cap, let's put it that way, sitting on the sideline. Um, at the same time, though, they should not have lost by 50. They had enough players there to... I never expected them to beat Melbourne with the players they had out, but I was sort of thinking if they only lose by 20, that would be a fair effort considering who they had sitting on the sidelines. But to lose by 50, it's almost as if the players decided to use that, uh, the, the, the missing cattle as an excuse. Um, it was interesting hearing Bennett, and I actually sort of felt this myself, that's kind of why I tipped against them, which was he said that he'd been seeing this coming for the last three or four weeks because they'd actually been starting all their games really poorly and then relying on comebacks. Like they had made a comeback against Canberra, they made a comeback against the Tigers, against the Gold Coast. Uh, they were never going to come back against Melbourne if they got a lead, and they'd let them get a lead, and, and then the Fox, you know, much to my dismay because I really don't like him, scored six tries, so... You know, so he, uh, I think he's the first player since the 50s to do that or something, I, I think I read, so... All right, moving along. Uh, Phantom, Panthers versus Sharks. The Panthers are actually becoming boring to watch as far as I'm concerned, just with the fact that they... I don't feel as though they've been playing a lot of convincing teams or they still haven't sold me as being the powerhouse of the competition. I know they've won every game and it probably sounds silly to say, but I'm not... I'm not convinced. It's interesting because they're doing the opposite for me. They're starting to convince me that they're one of only a couple of teams who can win it. They just haven't had injuries. Yeah, true, but, you know, they're, they're, they're running with that luck. And, you know, they, they're, they're pretty, they were pretty much in second gear nearly every game this year, and they're doing it pretty easy. I mean, yes, I agree they haven't met all the top teams yet. They've still got to, I mean, they did beat the Storm in a really tight game. They've still got to play... The Eels and South Sydney and a couple of those other sides. But there's, let's face it, there's not that many top teams they have to play. There's only four top teams really this year anyway. So I, I, I actually find them interesting to watch just the way they... I hated them at the start of the year, but I'm sort of... You know, they're sort of... At least they've got some enthusiasm and it beats the teams like the Raiders. Yeah, I think they're still smart asses a bit when they score tries. But there's a little bit of arrogance there. Yeah. And I don't think you're entitled to arrogance until you have the titles to back it up. Yeah. Eels versus Roosters. Ooh. Principal, you 
you guessed 13 plus, and I did the math. 31 minus 18 is 13. So I put a beer bed on you it? You shouldn't, no. I asked you if you wanted to, and you, you ducked out of it. Did you also tip that the Roosters were oh. going to be robbed? Uh, Robbo and his robbing. I did watch this game, and there was. we'll talk about this a lot more. Overall, like, it's... I guess it was good to watch, even being on the losing team, because it was like, you do like to actually see those tough games where there's a lot of attrition and guys are getting sent off the field. Both teams played well, I think. Think Parramatta, they still went up against a very good Roosters side. I'm not saying Parramatta's poor, but again, I don't find them very convincing. And I think that they got really lucky in a couple of situations. You know, I think Gutherson's a bit of a, a superstar for the Eels. I think their forward pack's going all right, but I, everyone I think walked away thinking, saying how well the Roosters did, considering. And I think, like, I think the Roosters played really well, and I think there were some really rough calls they got thrown our way that would have changed the total dynamic of the game. So it was one of those games that where I wasn't able to walk away. It wasn't like a, a dodgy forward pass or they, you know, they, they, the refs made a bad call on something. I think there was a lot of critical calls where it would have changed the entire flow of the game. And although Trent Robinson calmed me down in his press conference when he, when they asked him about it, he's just like, well, that's just the way it is and we, we wouldn't have won anyway. Yeah. As much as I hate to admit this in front of you, Phantom... The Roosters are an incredibly gutsy football team. That's what I got out of that game. They have got so many key guys out injured at the moment. They copped another injury to a fill-in 5'8". Let's face it, Hutchison is a fill-in 5'8 at halftime. They weren't allowed to replace him, so it meant they were down a man on the bench. You've got this young 18-year-old halfback who, again, got you back into the game late to get you back within six points. They had no right to even be close with 10 minutes to go. They had no right with all the ball and all the calls going the Eels' way. And the Eels are a good football team. They're probably one, one rung of the ladder lower than, than Penrith and Melbourne, I think, in terms of quality. They're a good team, but, yeah, you guys had no right to be in that game, but you were. And it's because you are an extremely well-coached and well-prepared football team. And I, I accept your compliment. However, I will not be returning any in the way of the Broncos. That's a card. Don't want them. I enjoy hating them. I want you to hate us. Principal, Raiders versus Knight. Ricky only got a warning. Robinson's just started to join Ricky's little club of, you know, getting fined. He's coming over to the dark side. Like I said to you earlier, he'll be, he'll be there with Ricky in a few years' time. They'll both be getting fined every week. He's just learning from the best. But anyway, this game broke my heart again. It broke my heart again. And I don't have much else to say. Oh, actually, I've got one thing to say. Keep calm and trust Ricky. I've got one thing to say. Oh. The Canberra Faders are back. Oh. How long do you give it? Like, how poorly do the Raiders need to play this season for them to start talking about Sack and Ricky? That won't happen. They won't. They, 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 Ricky's got a job there for as, pretty much as long as he wants. But it's not Ricky's fault. He's, he's had two... In the last four years, they've made... Uh, two preliminary grand fi- um, two preliminary finals and a grand final. So, it's just having a bad year. It's it's actually not. It's obviously it's not the coach. It's it's got to be the shit that's going on within. So, Hodgson's got issues. But isn't that it? That yeah. But he's got to control that as well. Because whenever they have a good season, it's oh, it's down to Ricky and how much the players love him, and he just brings them along for the ride. So, when it all starts to go <laughs> and the players aren't happy with how he's doing it, well, something's going on behind the scenes. Like. It's got to be on him a little bit. Yeah, possibly, it, but it depends who's who. What where the issues are coming from. If it's 
from what some of the media are saying that could be player managers and things like that causing issues, then that's going to be hard for him to, to deal with. I actually listened to Gus Gould talking about the Raiders. Um, uh, I think before the, the, the Newcastle game. Um, and he was saying, like, watching the Raiders this year, he feels as though it's very much like they just went into this season thinking that because they had a successful 2019 and 2020... They just thought they could just do that again and they'd be fine. But they haven't gone up a level to what they needed to. Because every, t- every year, teams need to go up a level to get to that, that, that next stage. And it's, he reckons, like, just watching it, it almost feels like they just, they're just trying to do the same stuff, expecting that it'll work. It's a bit like with the Cowboys now. Like they, made the 2000, they won the 2015 Premiership and they, they made the preliminary final the next year. And then the following year, they made the grand final. Then after that, they burnt out because they kept on doing the same style, but everyone had worked it out. So maybe it is a case yeah. of Ricky's got to change a few things, and that might be why he's putting Hodgson to the bench now and going with Starling. He's going with Starling because um, he's thinking that might help reinvigorate um, a different style of attack for his halves. They might combine better. So, yeah. I think that's, that's definitely it. Do you think the Raiders are copying it from the media, though, because they've just... They've got a couple of things to go on, and now it's it's everything like George Williams is homesick, Bapali has no heart, you know, Ricky's lost the dressing room. But you know what I mean? Like, they kind of like they it, have the Raiders become a bit of the easy target for the media now. Bapali had a good game. Bapali was probably their best player. I think, well, it's any team that is Losing having teams issues are always like an easy the, target. But it's, it's a bit like the Broncos last year. Oh, and God. You know, that that was just a pile-on for Broncos the whole year. And Seabold, which I don't care about the Broncos, but I actually, like I've said before, like I felt really sorry for Seabold by the end of it. That yeah. was just, he was just destroyed by media. And they're sort of doing the similar thing to the Raiders, but I think it's just because they're, they're, you know, there's a lot of teams struggling, but they they were meant to do really well. So it's obviously... It's, a, it's because of the expectation. You know, they'll get they'll get the air time, they'll get the... The Raiders are like all the players hate life there. They're going to bloody every other team. So I think it is what it is. I think they've just got to weather the storm this year, piss off the players that um that are causing the trouble. If there is players, there's obviously something going on. Smokes, West Tigers versus Titans. Uh, the Titans did very similar to what they did against the Broncos. Got out to an early lead. I think they're up 16 or 18 nil or 20 nil or something like that. Uh, the Tigers came back a bit, made a bit of a fight of it. Um, but in the end, the um, the Titans were too strong. Um, I think, if anything, this game shows that, that both of these teams have got a lot of work to do defensively. Smokes. Cowboys versus Broncos. If you guys remember, this is the team that I went against the bookies, and I wish I had bloody not done that because I went with you guys, and you were all wrong. Well, mate, um, <laughs> you should have been right because... Um, oh, it's going to be a five-hour episode. I was waiting for this. I don't care what anyone says. We were, without question, the better team on the night. The better team lost. It's very rare that that happens, but the better team lost. Uh, we were dudded in the first half when our new halfback sensation, Tyson Gamble, set up a beautiful try for Pat Carrigan for the referee who clearly has his eyes painted on to call it a forward pass. Disgraceful decision. So instead of having a 12-point lead at halftime, it got whittled down to a 4-point lead. Uh, so that was rubbish. Um, I also don't understand what the six again call was for leading up to Jason Tamalolo's try. I mean, we made a tackle. We got off him straight away. He played the ball like within a second. 
but he gave him six again. Don't know why. Uh, but anyway, look, all in all, what I would say is I can definitely start to see what type of football team the Broncos are trying to be and what they're working towards. Whereas the entire the, the one criticism I had of Anthony Seabold is I could never work out what style of footy they were trying to play. I could never work out everything they did seemed to be come off the back of individual brilliance from a Payne Haas or a Katoni Staggs or something like that. Um, at least now I could see what they were trying to do. And again, very impressed with Tyson Gamble. Um, he's been a very calming influence on Anthony Milford. It's the best that Milford's looked in 18 months. They were very, very close away from home. It was a good game of footy. Like, you know, enough points to keep things exciting, enough free-flowing footy. It was a good game to watch. Uh, just, just came up a little bit short in the end, so a bit of a shame. But um... You want to know the best bit about this game for me, and Smokes knows this because we were talking about it on the phone. After the Roosters were robbed from the referees, I was clearly venting my frustration. And his wonderful bit of advice to me was just get over it. I don't think it should have been a send-off. You know, like pretty well stiff That's the way it is. You know, 24 hours later, we've got this, you know, half a page f***ing monologue about how the Broncos were robbed from the referees. And it took every part of me not to write back, get over it. I may have had three or four rums while watching that game. And I may have been a little fired up. Look, as I said... What I take away from that is the fact that we were the better team. We just didn't finish it off, which is a shame. Doesn't that technically make you not the better team? No, there's plenty of times I've seen the better team lose a game of football. Sometimes an unlucky bounce, an unlucky call can go against you. Principal could probably suggest there was a very important game in 2019 where maybe the better team lost. What, um, what game? But, you know, it happened. Queensland. And he's got to move on and learn from it. And uh, What I would say is I at least like the uh, the fact that this, this, this halfback, and even though we've obviously, and we'll get onto this later, have made a very, very shrewd recruitment in the halfback position, they need to find a position for Tyson Gamble in that 17. I actually think he would make an excellent ball playing lock forward because he's got to be the biggest halfback in the competition. He's like six foot two and 100 and something kilos. Um, I think he'd make an excellent lock forward. So I think the Broncos have got to make sure they keep him in some capacity because he's been. A breath of fresh air for that team in the last two weeks. Was he a new signing, or where did he come from? It came out of nowhere. He did play a couple of games last year, um, but the, the the one game he was um, brought on to play last year, um, I think against Parramatta, um, he got injured in the first sixty seconds he was on the field. Like the first tackle that he got, he was involved in. He was injured, and got taken off. So he's, I think, he's about twenty four years old. He plays in the Queensland Cup. He's played a lot in the halves and a lot in the back row. That's why I think he'd be an excellent lock forward because he's got ball-playing skills, obviously. He does a lot of talking. And last week, for example, against the Gold Coast, he completely handled David Feeder defensively because he's big enough to do that. So I think he'd be excellent um, in that position, and that's where I think the Broncos should consider using him next year. Oh, just pass the ball to Tommy. <laughs> it was a Tommy show again. That's, that's the Broncos' game plan this week against them is yeah. stop, uh, stop Tommy, stop Manly. Yeah, what was it, Dragons and Bulldogs? I'll just pass the ball to Flanagan. Sea uh, Eagles versus Warriors. Can we skip over that game? Yeah, I think we can probably skip yep. both these games. Sea Eagles was all about Tommy Turbo carving it up again. I think he had like about 57 try assists and about 26 tries himself. And the Dragons-Bulldogs, Mother's Day round. I watched it, but I don't know if anyone else did. That's it, Mother's Day round. Ben Hunt, ben Hunt had a strong game. Like Now he's back from injury. He, um, he was probably the difference. He was able to lead them to a victory. So, you know, good effort by Benny Hunt. And I think um, 
What's his name? That other bloke he used to play for us. Jack Bird had a pretty strong game too. All right, so after round nine, uh, Phantom, you picked an abysmal four out of eight, <laughs> and then the rest of us picked six out of eight. So oh, wait till you hear this week. There's a lot of magic happening in Magic Round. Magic Round. <laughs> <laughs> after round nine, total scores: Phantom abysmal forty three, Smokes even worse forty two, well, Principal forty fifty one, and myself on fifty two. I really wish I went for the... Uh, yeah, you could have pulled away this round, yeah. <laughs> I could have pulled away if I had just originally tipped... Uh, who was it? The Cowboys. But I, I followed you guys and I, I regret you it. should have been right. Anyway, on to some news headlines. Um, Brown could miss a month after astounding Eels double act leaves Roosters in hospital. Agreed. Oh, I thought it was fine. It wasn't fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was, I thought it was, accident, it was accidental. Oh, I know what you're trying to do there, you dickhead. Uh, we just need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Hutchinson shouldn't have been in the way. No. Hutchinson got in the way. Exactly right. He should. He yeah. should have. He sh- he turned into it. Did anyone <laughs> check on Dylan Brown's knees? Were they okay? Yeah. This is the problem. I bet if it was a, I bet if it was like a um, underdog team, like if it was the Bulldogs play or something like that, they'd be like, oh, this is horrible. But because it's the Roosters and you are envious of our success, you probably all laughed and giggled when he no, couldn't catch no, his breath I, from I having... I was sad when the guy went away in the stretcher. I'm like, oh, this poor guy. I've had a collapsed lung and he had a punctured lung. That would be way worse. It was brutal. It was brutal. What I don't understand about it is the fact that it took them 20 minutes to finally put him on report. That's the issue. The video ref, the bunker, had enough chances to look at that thousand times while he was being assisted from the field and they couldn't make a decision it only took him 20 minutes because everyone was talking about it they hadn't picked up on it i reckon it feels it feels like someone gave him a call and say hey everyone who's watching this and the media is going fucking off their tits about it you need to do something about it like they they didn't pick up on it they didn't see it yeah which is to our next story robo calls incompetence i agree it was, it was absolutely incompetent i completely yeah. i don't, I don't think you should be fine to say uh, I, I'm a bit disappointed that he got fined, actually. I'm a bit disappointed he got fined. Yeah, well, that goes to our next story. Yeah, NRL <laughs> slaps Robinson with a $10,000 fine. It's almost like I planned these things, isn't it? All lined up perfectly. It, it's only the one word he got fined. If he didn't say incompetent, he could, if he used a different word, he would have. He could have said everything else, which is that one word. He was pretty careful. Or you should have said fuck because he would have got 10000 anyway. So Ricky said it. Ricky didn't get a fine. I will throw in the recording of what Robbo said. He was very mature and measured in his response. With a, um, with a free interchange because it wasn't even on report at that stage. They looked at it 10 times and they couldn't find anything. And then... Um, they had whole, all of half time, and then we run out in the field, and they say it's on report now. They could have told us ten minutes in, so I could have changed it in the ch- dressing room, but they told us as we're running out on the field. So I had to make a split second change as soon as we ran out on the field. It's ridiculous. Like that's, it's incompetent to to not see that guy goes to hospital, and then how long would that be? Twenty minutes later, you put him on report. It's ridiculous. I thought he was. I thought he was extremely calm. Uh, and he, but here's the thing: that they, they, the NRL can try and hide behind this. Oh yeah, he is incompetent, which is. Um, but I, don't, I still don't buy into that being a, a finable offence because my understanding is you are only to be fined as a referee if you are calling into question the referee's integrity, which is suggesting that you're 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 saying that he he plotted against you. 
He, he did that result because, oh, because that team is supposed to win, so he gave that decision. He didn't say that. All he said was it was incompetence, which it was. I'm sorry, but it was absolute plain as daylight. He slid in, knees first, no attempt to pull out, and it took them 20 minutes. And as, as you said, Phantom, probably because they, that probably someone got on the phone and said, hey, um, everyone's seen it except for you. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I actually don't mind that they're really harsh on coaches saying about the refs. And, like, Ricky Stewart's got fined a hundred, a million times over this <laughs> stuff. But, you know, what? It, you can't go down the path of court, just refs can make mistakes, but it's for the lower levels, you know, local footy and stuff. If people just start going, oh, well, Robbo's having a go at the ref, Ricky Stewart's saying they're whatever. You know, I, I don't mind that. Like... I, I would love for the refs to have to do a press conference separate to it with the media so the media can ask the questions in a respectful way but put pressure on them rather than the coaches go after them a bit. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the fine system. I, personally, the actual refs, though, I, w- I, w- I would love for the refs to have to go after the game. They do a separate one. Well, they do a weekly thing with Graham Annesley, don't they? Yeah, but the refs should have to answer, say, oh, what about this? Oh, I just, yeah. I'd love to know in this case... Like, what were you thinking when this happened? Like, why didn't you pick up on this? It's, and they shouldn't have to answer for every single decision. I don't think the on-field ref should. But these guys aren't on-field refs. They've got all the technology around them. They're watching it on replay. They've got the ability to go back and check it and look at every single f***ing angle. Like, it, it was incompetent. And it, I know Robbo got fined, but he's he doesn't actually have to pay the fine. Mm. It's... If he does it again, he needs to pay the fine. But by the NRL standing down the guys the next day, they're agreeing with him. So it's not like what he said was grossly offensive or wrong. It was structured and it was correct. And look, Robbo's always been really well measured with his responses. So I mm. thought he was pretty classy, actually. He was. He was 100% correct. And I think the thing that, ups- that, that pissed him off the most is when he said... It took them 20 minutes, but, but about 20 minutes to finally put him on report. And they told us that just as we were running back out on the field. So I then had to make a split decision, a split second decision about who I'm going to use the free interchange with. Whereas if they told me 10 minutes earlier, I could have planned that. And, and the fact is that is pretty important for a coach to be able to plan those interchanges. And they didn't give him that, that option. I think that's what really, really... And here's the other thing too. The bloke should have gone... One of the, and the thing we're missing too, in the same play... Um, old mate from Parramatta takes out Tedesco's head nearly but he knocks it off his shoulders he gets put on report neither of the players go to the bin which means you can't use your 18th man replacement uh, which would have been Joseph Suwali playing his first game uh, which would have been exciting to see because all the hype about him and how amazing he's going to be but the fact is it costs you guys because you all of a sudden don't have Hutchison for the rest of the game um, when a guy clearly should have either been binned or sent off for it. Reynolds becomes a Broncos. Smokes, I bet you had a half chub when you were sending that to us. Oh, mate, I've still got a full chub now. This is... <laughs> okay, so look, um, we've, I've pretty much been saying this since podcast one, that Adam Reynolds should absolutely be the Broncos' number one target as halfback. Thank God they put the deal together. Um... This is, in my opinion, the most significant recruit the Broncos have made since Glenn Lazarus. The Broncos have never, ever signed a marquee halfback outside of their own system before. 
this is a big deal. Um, now, what's really interesting about the, some of the scenario, some of the circumstances around this, is the fact that he's actually signed on for the Broncos over that three-year period for about two hundred grand less than what he would have got at Cronulla, uh, which goes to show that he was more impressed with the way the Broncos handled the negotiation system. Uh, well, they got better third-party deals. Um, he was more impressed with our systems. Is that true, or is that just more Fox Chief Sports uh, speculation? No, no, it's 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 fair income. Um, Basically, what it came down is that the sharks sort of dropped the ball. Like when he met with the sharks, and when we did that 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 story on our podcast a couple of weeks ago about how the sharks have offered this deal and he's probably going to take it, the reason it fell over then is because uh, their incoming coach Craig Fitzgibbon did the initial meeting with him and he was very impressed with him. But then, because obviously Craig's still working um, with another club, he sort of handed it back to the sharks to to finish off the deal, and they sent in. They didn't, they didn't go in with their big guns. They didn't go in with their CEO and everything to finish off the negotiations, to finish off the deal. What the Broncos did, though, is obviously Kevy Walters and Dave Donahue, our new CEO, flew down to meet with him in Sydney, had a big discussion with him. They organised to... They offered to fly him up to Brisbane to, to view our facilities as well. Um, I believe we've offered him the captaincy, which is also um, obviously a big deal. Uh, being, Bronco, being captain of the Broncos is a pretty coveted... Coveted position. So um, the the other the other big thing that this is going to do too is it's going to attract other players to the club. Uh, now apparently we've also signed Brenko Lee from the Melbourne Storm. Um, that got leaked this afternoon. Uh, he's now an Origin quality player under the Melbourne Storm system. So he's a very handy player. Another one that um, they're targeting heavily is Nico Hines playing fullback at the moment for the Storm because Pappenhausen's out injured. Uh, I think the Broncos are a massive chance of getting him because he's not going to want to stay understudy to Pappenhausen. I mean, he comes to the Broncos, he's starting fullback. Uh, okay, so B bets from last week. Phantom, you're now on 16. <laughs> Principal, you're now on 22. And Smokes, you're on 34. So we should start drinking these one day. So I may suck at tipping, but I rule at B bets. Yeah, what do we want to bet? I'm thinking that. Something magical is going to happen this weekend. All right, what's your magic? I'm going to bet four beers. There'll be one game. One game goes into extra time, like golden point. Golden point. No, you know, I'm going to I'm going to sit this one out because I I think I think that's a chance. I'm going to. I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Four beers. That's great. Smokes. All right, my beer bet. My beer bet. We're talking about the magic of Turbo Tom Trevojevic. My prediction is that he will not score any tries against the Broncos on Friday night. Oh, I'm not taking that bet. He's going he's, he's to risk all years. No tries for Tommy I'm Turbo. Taking... I'm leaving that. I'm saying he won't score any tries. So all you have oh, to do is score yeah, one I'll take try that and you win this bet. Two yeah, beers on the bet. line. All right, Phantom, you're taking it. But yeah, so two beers. So all he has to do is score one try and you get two beers. Principal, any for you? I haven't even thought about it, but I'm going to go. I was just reading about my best mate, Dugan. And I'm going to say Dugan's going to have a magical... Yeah, he's back. Oh, That's what yes. I was looking at. So, <laughs> so Dugan's going to have a magical return and score a try, but then get injured. Score a try and then get injured. In... No, not at the I'll same take time, that though. Injury plus... No, I'll take that back. How many beers are on the line for this? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm going to win four at the start, so, you know, I'm not losing that. No, anymore. I'm definitely in for this, yeah. All right. 
I think they're he'll be injured. I just don't think he'll Injured at some point. I just realised they're playing South, but anyway. <laughs> so, did Dugan oh, not continue. play last round? Is there no oh, Dugan report? Oh, it's got to be a Dugan on? report. Even if you make it I up. Think he, um, I, I think he broke a toenail on the, on the way to training or something probably. like that. Yeah, so, split toenails are always bad. Probably, allegedly, I don't know. Did he, did he recover with a couple of cruises on the roof? Oh, no, he, hit his, he stuffed up his toenail because he was... Uh, Push-up challenge update. Who's been training for this one? Uh, Smokes, how did you injure your thumb doing push-ups? Uh, no, no, this thing, I hadn't actually started the push-ups yet. What, what happened was I went to do um, uh, do some weights. I was doing some chest weights and, um, you know, and then when I went to do it, my thumb was like in intense, intense pain. I don't know what was going on, but it's now fine. So I've been back into weights this week, so I can actually get into the push up I haven't done any push-ups yet, but... That will come when I do leg day. So I do leg and core, and then I'll do some push-ups on that day. So, so no push-ups as yet, but they're coming. What about you, Principal? You're the reason we're doing this, so uh, hopefully I, you're training. I do training. them regularly anyway, but um, I can. I'm up to. I can do about forty in a row. So that's well, nice. That's, what I'm up to, but... that's pretty quality. Phantom, what about you? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> So, Phantom, I'm fine. <laughs> Sounds like zero to me. I'm fine. Yeah, he's fine because he's done nothing. No, no, don't put me down for zero. I can do more than f***ing zero. I know how to do a push-up. <laughs> zero, I'm fine. <laughs> zero, I'm fine. All right, and my update, I can currently do 20 a day. What we should do, I've been thinking about what we should, what we should do, because I love a bit of competition, is we should, on the very last day, you have to record yourself doing as many push-ups in a row, and whoever can do the most. Gets. I like it. I like it. it. Yeah, I'd yeah. actually probably back you to win that one, Phantom. I'd back Phantom to win that one. 40 in a row. Now, are they, can I ask, is that with your knees on the ground or your feet? It's not with, not with your knees on the ground. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot cut this out. This is gold. Gold. It's all gold. It's all gold. I've been doing training and stuff. I, I want to I see at the start of this. At the start of this, I want to see everyone's video. Oh, so we can measure technique. Well, we should take a video of our first day and our last day. So see yeah. how many we can do on our first day and how many we can do on our last day. See the improvement. We should, do, we should record a video now, like when we're training. Donation link, uh, bit.ly, pub talk, push up, if you would like to contribute. Put the link in the podcast things, yeah. Uh, okay, so on to round 10 tips. Magic week. Magic I can't wait for week, Harry Potter to come round, against where the magic bloody Voldemort or Gandalf or whoever. All right. West Tigers versus Knights. Phantom. Tigers. Smokes. Uh, I'm back in the Knights here. Oh, yeah, no, the Knights. I... And Principal. Ponga's out, but I'll go the Knights anyway because Tigers are just average. I'm picking the Knights. Line. They're the favourites. All right. Sea Eagles versus Broncos. Phantom. Broncos. Smokes. I'm guessing Broncos. Yeah, I'm the Broncos. So I'm really excited about this because I'm actually going to be there for the first night of Magic Ground. Uh, I won some tickets, so I get to sit. Um, so I'm actually going to be sitting in the Bundy Bay. So I'll be getting free Bundy rum all night. And I'm taking my partner to um, her first ever live football experience. So that'll be interesting. Oh, God. And you're on the Bundys. That's going to be a great experience for her. You're going to have to reactivate your Tinder account by Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very good. Oh, hey, that, that was a good call. Principal. Uh, manly, if we're up to me. Oh. Broncos going to get smashed. 
They're the favourite seagulls who I'm going for. Will score a hat Mate, the Broncos will be out to show their new recruit. Oh no! Change me to the change me to Manly. Change me to Manly. You watch. They'll step up. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. Changing Phantom to Manly. I was surprised you went Broncos. You never tip with your mates. I just thought they might go good at Suncorp, and then you just started talking, and mm. I just nah, Manly. All right. Bulldogs versus Raiders. Bulldogs. Oh, what is your love affair with the Bulldogs? It's got nothing to do with my love of the Bulldogs. It's more has to do with my hatred for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, but you tip the Bulldogs every week. You've got a, you've got a chub for them. Uh, Raiders, they, they can't lose this one. Raiders, for sure. And principal, I'm guessing Raiders? I think Atley just loves Trent Barrett. I think that's what it is. He just like, It's actually him that wants to see the photos, but yes, Raiders. I think it is too. Um, again, again, I just hate Ricky. All right, I'm also going the Raiders. Okay, Sharks versus Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Smokes? Well, future Bronco legend is back for the Rabbitohs, so they're going to win. And principal? Uh, what are we doing? Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Roosters versus Cowboys? Roosters. Smokes? It's in Queensland. The Roosters got plenty of injuries. No, I'll back the Roosters as well. But I think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, principal? Um, Cowboys. Ooh. Oh, boys. There's, there's a bit of there's a bit. I love this. You're just like, so spiteful. Your dog, you're tipping, against, tipping against his, I love it. Oh, you spiteful prick. <laughs> everyone, he's got, he's got everyone fooled. Oh, he's such a nice guy. Nah. Oh, you're such a brilliant. dog. It's brilliant. <laughs> Warriors versus Eels. Phantom. Warriors. Smokes. Love an upset, don't you? Oh, I'm going to go the Eels, but again, I think this might be pretty close. Um, oh, you know what? Put him down for both. Just years. based on that analysis, he should get a point regardless because he's on the fence. No, I'm tipping the Eels. I'm tipping the Eels. This no, might no, be the one he's that tipping goes the Eels, but I'm making note that he mentioned close. Yeah. So when it's 40 nil, we can laugh can at him. Take the piss. Exactly. But this might be the one that goes to golden point. You said there's going to be a golden point game this round. Maybe this is it. Principal. Uh, Warriors versus Eels. Eels. Okay. Uh, Storm versus Dragons. Phantom. Storm. Smokes? This is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually going to go and upset here and go the Dragons. The Storm are missing a few guys. Yeah, this I week. think it's crazy. Uh, I think I think Brandon Smith and a couple of others are out, so. Oh, no. Put, change me. Put me down for the Dragons. Oh, now you're copying me. Okay. Uh, Principal? I'm going to go Storm. Yeah, I'm also Storm. Oh, fuck, take a risk. I, I just want to win Yeah, but he doesn't have to take a risk. He's like eight points right. in front of us. <laughs> Sack up. He's one behind me, though. One behind. He's, he's always behind you, host. Oh, that's getting edited. I'll keep it in just for you, mate. Titans versus Panthers. Phantom. Ah, uh, Titans. Smokes. Uh, Pan- Panthers, no David Fafita, so Penrith. Principal. Panthers. We've got a good mix of tips this round. There's a, there's a mixed bag here. This is good. There's going to be some movement on the ladder. Yeah, we're not all picking the same teams, which is good. Our conservative club here. Oh, I'm not conservative. I've gone the Dragons against the Storm. That's pretty risky. I think so too. I think so too. I've, I've played it really conservative and gone Cowboys. I just feel like... <laughs> that's oh, true. Well that's, done. A, that's an out-of-the-box <laughs> tip, yeah. Sea Eagles as well. I'm not sure about them. This, yeah, Sea Eagles. Broncos are overachieving. They'll come crashing down. Overachieving? We've won two games all year. 
overachievers for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. We won one and lost one. Massive overachievement. <laughs> Massive overachievement. They're at 12% in the stats, so oh, yeah, I, expect I don't know how you think they're going to win. No, we'll be right. We're, we're, uh, we're going to show our new recruit and our new captain what he's, uh, what he's coming up to. He's going to be very impressed. It all depends if Lodge just runs at Trebojevic's knees and just <laughs> headbutts him. That's exactly what he should do. I think that's actually the game plan. Just headbutt his knees. So I'm going to end the podcast here. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, share, rate, and review all the things that other people say. And click click on the uh, link for the donations too. Um, check out all the details. It's all for a good cause. So jump on and have a look. Uh, and uh, farewell. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.